Then the author, Sheikh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, he moved on, or he continued, and he brought another evidence. So we have, on what occurs on page 111, on this, on this Lebanese edition, on page 87 of the Egyptian edition, وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى إِنَّ رَبَّكُمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْأَرْشِ يُغْشِ اللَّيْلَ النَّهَارَ يَطْلُبُهُ حَثِيثًا وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ وَالنُّجُومَ مُسَخَّرَاتٍ بِأَمْرِهِ أَلَا لَهُ الْخَلْقُ وَالْأَمْرِ تَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ The ayah from Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 54, with the explanation that the Shaykh said, and his saying, he the most high, then he quoted the ayah. The ayah of the text, Surah Araf, ayah 54, with the explanation, Indeed your Lord, your Rabb, indeed your Lord is Allah, who created the heavens and the earth in six days. Then he ascended upon the throne. He causes the night to cover the day, it follows it swiftly and the sun and the moon and the stars are subservient to his command certainly creation and commandment are his alone exalted is Allah the Lord of the whole of creation Shaykh Fawzan said in explanation explain the ayah word by word he said inna first word in the text of the ayah, inna. And as usual, anything to do with grammar points, then we'll just mention it quite quite briefly without going going into the to the details of what he's saying. We'll just mention it. So whoever understands the Arabic, the basic grammar here, then they'll understand inshallah. Whoever doesn't, then as when they as and when they understand, you know, they, they learn the grammar, they'll understand better inshallah. So he said, inna. This is a harf. This is a particle. For tawkid, for emphasis. And it brings about the accusative case. And it is an introduction for an oath. The word inna is an introduction for an oath, a qasam. An oath is to be understood as coming before it, which is taken to be by Allah, Wallah, Wallahi. And here what the Shaykh is explaining, I mean, as, is, as occurs in the Arabic language, that we understand that there's something understood in the text, but which is not mentioned in wording, but it's understood from the context. The Shaykh said, so, Inna is an introduction for an oath. It's as if an oath is being sworn here. And that oath that's not mentioned, but it's understood. We take it to be Wallahi. It's being said by Allah, whatever follows. Inna Rabbakum, with the expression, indeed your Lord. The Shaykh said, so this is the Jawab Qasim. This is the complement of the understood oath. I mean, the, the consequence or the what is being sworn to. Indeed, your Lord. 
In other words, the Shaykh is saying, it's as if it's being said here, by Allah, indeed your Lord is Allah to the end. So he said, Inna Rabbakum is the complement of the understood oath. Indeed, your Lord. The Shaykh said, Inna Rabbakum, meaning, your creator and the one who nurtured you with favors. Meaning of Rabb here, the Shaykh said, meaning your creator and the one who nurtured you with favors. Allah is Allah. Your Lord is Allah. Shaykh Fawzan said, not anyone else besides him. He the perfect and most high. And then he mentioned the proof for that saying, Alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ard. Indeed, the proof contained in the ayah that Allah is indeed the Lord, the one who khalaqa samawati wal ard. The explanation, the one who created the heavens and the earth. Shaykh Fawzan said, This is the clear proof. For the Lordship of Allah, the Mighty and Majestic, that He created the heavens and the earth. In other words, that indeed the one who created the heavens and the earth, is, He is indeed the Lord. He is indeed the Rabb, without a doubt. And the Shaykh said, No one else created anything from either of them. And no one helped Him, He the Perfect and Most High upon that rather he is alone in creating with the explanation he created the heavens and the earth does anyone from the people of shirk or the atheists oppose this and say Allah did not create the heavens and the earth rather the one who created them was so and so or I created them or such and such idol created them I mean does anyone say this does anyone say this Shaykh is saying for anybody from the people of shirk or the atheists obviously we've already dealt with in the book the Shaykh has already dealt with the matter of those who say there is no creator the foolishness of those who say there is no creator because that's a foolish saying that's already been dealt with now he deals is there anyone who says, affirming that there is a creator, is there anyone who says that creator of the heavens or the earth is someone besides Allah? Shaykh says, does anyone from the people of shirk or the atheists oppose this and say, Allah did not create the heavens and earth, rather the one who created them was so-and-so, means somebody else. Or, I am the one who created them. Or, such-and-such such idol created them. Does anyone claim that? The Shaykh said, has anyone from the creation said this in previous times or lately? Even though this ayah is recited night and day and no one can oppose it and nor will anyone ever be able to oppose it. Meaning no one will be able to say come along and say, no, it is not the, the, the heavens and the earth. They do have a creator, but it's not Allah, it's somebody else. It's so-and-so, or it's myself, or it's such-and-such such idol. No one will be able to ever do that. And the Shaykh said, في ستة أيام 
with the explanation, in six days. Sheikh Fawzan said, these awe-inspiring and tremendous created things were created by Allah in six days. And he was able to create them in a single moment. However, he created them in six days for a wise purpose which is known to him, he, the perfect and most high. And just as a side point here, that Shaykh Fawzan indicates here that Allah the Most High could have, of course, could have created the whole of the heavens and the earth in a single moment. He could have said, be, kun, and there would have been. That was it, in a moment. However, for a wise purpose, which he knows, he created them over six days. And Shaykh Fawzan mentions that this is for a hikmah, a wise purpose, but he doesn't mention anything from that wise purpose. As a side point here, some of the people of knowledge, they point out a point of benefit that from that wise purpose, is, and they mention some points of wisdom in the creation of the heavens and the earth in six days and not in a single moment. So from the explainers who mentioned this wisdom or some of this wisdom was Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabiri, Hafidhullah, he mentioned in his explanation. He said, the people of knowledge have said, Allah the perfect and most high, he accustoms his servants by this way to acting carefully and wisely. I mean, the fact that Allah the Most High created the, whole, the heavens and the earth in six days instead of a single moment, over a period of six days, then by that Allah, some of the people of knowledge say, Allah is accustoming the people to that, giving them a lesson that they learn from that and in their affairs they are upon at ta'anni wal hikmah. They act themselves carefully, duly and carefully and with wisdom. Likewise, Shaykh Muthimeen mentioned in, in his explanation, if he had wished, he would have created them in a single moment. However, he connected the effects to their causes, as was necessitated by his wisdom. It means that we learn that point of benefit there, attaching effects to causes. I mean, instead of the heavens and the earth just being suddenly, suddenly coming into creation, they're not, not existent, then suddenly they're in existence. For our benefit, so that we learn connecting effects to their due causes, so we can learn that benefit. Likewise, finally, Sheikh Zayd al-Madkhali, Hafizullah, he mentioned, with regard to this point of benefit, he said, the scholars of Tafsir, the scholars of Tafsir, tafsir said, so that his servants should learn acting with carefulness and proceeding in stages in matters. And Allah, the mighty and majestic, was not incapable such that he needed a long period of time like this. I mean, it's not for the fact that Allah had to, could not create them in a moment, rather he, ha he could only create them over a period of six days. That is not the case at all. As the other explanation mentioned, Allah the Most High could have created the heavens and the earth in a single moment, but rather he did it for over a period of six days. So uh, Sheikh Zayd said he was, not unable to he was not unable so that he had to create them in this long period. Rather, he has 
total unrestricted perfection and total unrestricted ability. إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ Surah Yaseen, the 36th Surah, Ayah 82, with the explanation. His affair, when he wishes something, is just that he says to it, be, and it is. In all of this establishing the point that Allah the Most High created the heavens and the earth in a period of six days for a point of wisdom that we could learn and benefit from. Back to the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, Hafizullah, so after he's just said, However, he created them in six days for a wise purpose, which he knows, he the perfect and most high. Then he said, and the six days, the first of them was Yawmul Ahad, Sunday. And the last of them was Yawmul Jumu'ah, the day of Friday. The day of Jumu'ah, the day of Friday. So on the day of Jumu'ah, the day of Friday, the creation was completed. And therefore this day became the greatest of the days of the week. And it is the noblest one of the days. And it is the Eid of the week. And it is the most excellent of the days. Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ فِيهِ الشَّمْسُ يَوْمُ Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the best day on which the sun has arisen is the day of Jumu'ah, the day of Friday. In a footnote they mention this hadith is reported by Muslim and Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi and An-Nasai from a hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, because the creation of the creation was completed on it. And on it, Adam was created. And he was entered into paradise. And he was sent down from it. And on it, the last hour will be established. All of that will be on the day of Jumu'ah, or day of Friday. So it is the most excellent of the days. And it was the last of the days of the creation of the heavens and the earth and whatever they contain. And Sheikh Fawzan continued with the next part of the ayah, ثُمَّ اسْتَوَىٰ عَلَى الْأَرْشِ With the explanation, then he ascended upon the arsh, then he ascended upon the throne. Sheikh Fawzan points out the meaning of ثُمَّ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَىٰ عَلَى الْأَرْشِ ثُمَّ he ascended upon the arsh, upon the throne. He said, this is a harf, this is a particle of atf, of atf and tartib. I mean, the particle thumma is a particle which joins and which indicate and which indicates sequence. It's, it's, I mean, thumma is something which joins what comes after it to what came before it, but it also indicates a sequence that what follows it comes after what came before it. Ya so he said thumma. This is a particle which joins and indicate, indicates something being in sequence. Meaning that his ascending, his istiwa, his ascending upon the throne came after the creation of the heavens and the earth. Because it, referring to istiwa, his ascending, because it is 
from sifat al-af'al from the attributes which are actions which Allah does whenever he wishes and the Shaykh is indicating here as a side point the point we've had a number of times that the attributes of Allah there are attributes of Allah which he, which he always has such as the attributes of Allah's birth attributes of, of his self things like Allah's, like Allah's power his ability he always is always has ability that's an attribute of Allah's self we don't say it's connected to Allah's wish and will he does it whenever he no Allah always has udr, has ability so there are attributes of Allah's self there are attributes which he has always had always possessed and then there are attributes as in the case here which are attributes of Allah which are actions of his which we say he does those actions when he wishes as he wishes when he wishes so they are connected to his mashia, to his wish and will. And from them is this attribute here, al-istiwa. So the Shaykh said, al-istiwa is from the attributes which are actions, sifatul af'al, which Allah does whenever he wishes. So in this case, he mentions the istawa al-arsh, he mentions that he ascended upon the throne, this being after the creation of the heavens and the earth. Again, as a side point here, Sheikh Ubaid, Hafidhullah, mentioned in his explanation that the phrase here, Thumma stawa, then he ascended upon the throne. Sheikh Ubaid said, this is a proof that his ascending upon the throne came after the creations of the heaven and, heavens and the earth. But as for his creation of the arsh of the throne, then that came before the two of them by 50,000 years. May Allah the Most High, as occurs in the authentic narration reported by Muslim, the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr. As for the creation of the Arsh, then that, was, that came 50,000 years before the heavens and earth were created. So, so just so we don't mix the two matters together. As for the creation of the Arsh, then that was before the creation of the heavens and the earth by 50,000 years. But as for Allah's ascending, istiwa, upon the arsh his ascending upon it came after the creation of the heavens and the earth and back to the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Khawzan he said and the meaning of istawa he ascended upon is he ascended and he was high and the meaning of al-arsh he said al-arsh It is the ceiling of the created things. The Arsh, the throne of Allah the Most High, it is the ceiling of all the created things. Then he explains in the language what is meant by Arsh. And it is in the language As-Sarir, a throne. And just again as a side point here, sorry to keep putting side points in, that somebody may say, shouldn't Sarir be translated as something like a couch then the reality is that in this case in the language the first and foremost meaning of, of sarir and the case here or the first and foremost meaning rather of arsh is the thro a throne and likewise sarir here because Sheikh Fawzan himself in his explanation of al-aqidah al-wasatiyah when he explained the word arsh there he mentioned it is he said well arsh 
However, he ascended upon it for a wise purpose which is known to him, he the perfect and most high. We don't say that Allah ascended upon his throne because he needed to. No. Rather, he did so for a wise purpose which he knows, he the perfect and most high. And al-istiwa, ascending, is a type of al-ulu, is a type of being high. However, al-ulu, being high and exalted, is an attribute of his self. As for al-istiwa, ascending, then it is an attribute which is an action which he does whenever he wishes, he the perfect and most high. So there Shaykh Fawzan points out the difference between the two attributes. As for Al-Ulu, Allah the Most High, being high and exalted, then that is an attribute of His Self. He is always high and exalted. He has always been and always will be high and exalted. But as for Al-Istiwa in particular, then that is an attribute of Allah's, which is an action which He does as He wishes, when He wishes. Then Shaykh Bazan moved on with the explanation, Yughshil Laylan Nahar. Part of the ayah with the explanation. He causes the night to cover the day. Shaykh said, He causes the night to be covered over with the day. And he causes the day to be covered over with the night. So you see the creation being in light. And then the night covers it over and it becomes dark. And the night is covered over by the day. So it becomes bright. يَطْلُبُهُ hafitha. With the explanation, it follows or it pursues it swiftly. She said, this one comes after that one immediately and is not delayed. And when the night come, when the day is gone, there's not a delay, and then eventually the, the night time arrives, or vice versa. There's a gap in between where we're waiting for the next one to come along. No, the Sheikh said, this one comes after that one immediately and is not delayed. So when the night departs, the day comes. And when the day departs, the night comes right away. This one is not delayed after this one. And this is from the completeness of his ability, he the perfect and most high. That this one does not lag behind that one. Then the Sheikh said, and the sun, the shams, the sun is the tremendous star which is well known. And the moon is likewise a celestial body from the seven major celestial bodies which orbit around. Each one of them floats and orbits around the earth. And the earth is fixed and still. He made it settled, meaning settled and firm for the welfare of the servants. And the sun and the rest of the celestial bodies, meaning stars and planets and so on, the sun and the rest of the celestial bodies orbit around it. Not 
as is said by the people of conjecture, who now say, those who claim to have knowledge, they say that the sun is fixed and the earth orbits around it. This is the opposite of what occurs in the Quran. And Sheikh gives one of the evidences for this, for what he just said. وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرٍ لَهَا Surah Yasin, the 36th Surah, Ayah 38, with the explanation, and the sun runs on its fixed course to its appointed term. Sheikh Fawzan said, whereas they say the sun is fixed. Oh, oh subhanallah, how perfect is Allah. And he said, وَالنُّجُوم وَالنُّجُومَ and the stars, Sheikh Fawzan said, they are the stars, Musakharatim bi Amri. They are subservient to his command. Sheikh Fawzan said, they are subservient in their moving around and their orbiting continually and not slackening. And this is a refutation of those who worship the sun and the moon and the stars. Because they are subservient to the command of Allah. They are under command. Allah is the one who causes them to move. And it is Allah who can cause them to stop if he wishes. He the perfect and most high. So they are subservient, under, con under control. They have no control at all over the affairs. So he, the perfect, commands them. So they proceed and they orbit and they give off light in accordance with his command. In accordance with his creational command. He, the perfect and most high. This one rises and this one sets and they follow each other in succession. Then the Sheikh mentions another grammar point here. He said, Ash-shamsa wal-qamara wal-nujuma are mansub. They're in the accusative case. You can spot that obviously by the, at the end of each word. They've got a fatha. So each one is in the accusative case because of al-atf because of being conjoined, because they're joined with something which came before, which is in the accusative case. And he explains that because as-samawati is mansub, because the word as-samawati, the heavens, was in the accusative case, because it was the object of the verb. And this, the sign that is in the accusative case is it has got a kasra on it, in place of the fatha, because it is jam mu'annath salim. It was a sound feminine plural. And the earth, well, arda, is joined to the heavens here, grammatically joined to the heavens. It is an accusative case, as is shown by the fatha. Then he said, washamsa wal qamara, and the sun and the moon, they are joined grammatically to something which is in the accusative case, mansub. And what is joined to something in the accusative case is itself in the accusative case. And he mentions another grammar point, musakharatim, that they are musakharat, musakharatin, they are subservient. This word, musakharatin, is mansub, again, in the accusative case, 
Alal Hal. Because it is the accusative of state or condition. Meaning, their condition is that they are subservient. And the sign that this is in the accusative case is a kasra. In place of a fatha, which would normally be there, because it is joined to jam al mu'annath al salim, sound feminine plural. All that, of course, being from a grammar point. Then he said, He said, Certainly creation and commandment are his alone. Shah Fawzan said, Allah. This word Allah here is a term to draw attention and to affirm something. Lahu, with meaning for him. Shah said, meaning he the perfect and most high, not for anyone else besides him. Al-Khalq, creation, and Al-Amr, commandment, are lahu, are for him, are for Allah, he the perfect and most high, not for anyone else besides him. And the Shaykh explained the words, Al-Khalq, creation. He said, it is to bring something into existence. So he is the one who is fully able to create whenever he wants to. He the perfect and most high. He creates whatever he wishes. And the word, well, amr, and the command. Sheikh Fawzan said, his command, he the perfect and most high. And it is his speech, he the perfect and most high. Al-Kawni wa shar'i. His creational command and his legislational command. And then he explains, again, this is a point which we have had before. Sheikh Fawzan explains the two of them. That this, what's meant by the command here, al-amr, the command of Allah, covers both types of command. His creational command means the things that he's commanded will exist in the creation. And they have to exist. There's no, there's no choice. They will exist. And then the second, his legislational command, that he, which he's commanded the people to do, which they, some do it and some don't do it. So he explains. He said, amruhu al-kawni, his creational command, that which he has commanded the created beings with, and they obey him in it and respond to him. Such as his saying, فَقَالَ لَهَا وَلِلْأَرْضِ اِتِيَا تَوْعًا أَوْ كَرْهَا Surah Fussilat, the 41st Surah, Ayah 11. With the explanation, the command of Allah the Most High to the, the heavens and to the earth. His command to them. With the explanation, so he said to it and to the earth, come about, both of you, willingly or unwillingly. Sheikh Fawzan said, he commanded the, the two of them, he the perfect. And this was a creational command, which he commanded the heavens and the earth with. So they came into being. Then he quotes an, a, a second ayah, إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ Surah Yaseen, the 36th Surah, I 82. The ayah that we had in a side point before, with the explanation, his command is just that when he wants something, he says to it, be, and it is. Sheikh Fawzan said, this is his amr kawni, or his creational command. And that which he has commanded should exist in the creation, and he commands it, and it does exist. It always exists. Then he mentions the second type of command. He says, as for al-amr shar'i, as for his legislational command, as we heard from before, 
in the lessons of Sheikh Falah and others, this Allah's legislational command we understand to be in accordance with that which Allah is pleased with, that which is commanded and is pleased with, and that which He loves and is pleased with. So Sheikh Farzan said, as for His legislational command, then it is His revelation which was sent down by which He commands His servants. He commands them to worship Him. He commands them with the prayer. He commands them with the zakat. He commands them with, with dutifulness to the parents. This is His legislational command. Entering into it are His commands and prohibitions which are in the Honorable Quran and in the Prophetic Sunnah. This is from the command of Allah, the Perfect and Most High. And so he explained the two different commands of Allah the Most High. His creational command, what is commanded should exist in the creation and it has to exist. And the second, that which is commanded the, his servants to do, which they have a choice about. Some do it, those obedient servants of his, they do it, such as the prayer, the fasting, zakat. And the disobedient ones, the unbelievers, they, they disobey Allah in that. Then Shaykh Farzan said, And since al-khalq wal-amr, and since creation and commandment are for him, then what remains for other than him, he the perfect and most high? I mean, these two things, the, command, the creation of everything is for Allah alone. He alone has created everything, everything there is. And for him alone is a command, is to command. So what remains for anyone else besides him? He the perfect and most high. And therefore Ibn Umar said when he recited this ayah, Man lahu Whoever has something, then let him seek after it. I mean, anyone from the creation wants to stand up and claim anything else after that. What's left after that? Everything that exists, Allah is the one who created it. And all command is for him. So what's left for anyone else? Nothing. No one's got to claim after that. Then the Shaykh said, And the ayah proves the difference between creating and commanding. The creation and the command. So it contains a refutation of those who say that the Qur'an is created. Khalq al-Qur'an contains a refutation of those who say the Qur'an is something created. Because the, the Qur'an is from the command and Allah's command is not a created thing. Say the difference between, in this ayah here, Allah made a difference between creating and between commanding. So He made them two separate things, and the Quran enters into His command. So it is not something created. And this was what Imam Ahmad used to overcome the Jahmiyyah in argument when they requested from him that he should say that the Qur'an was something created. He said, They said to Imam Ahmad, they wanted him to say the Qur'an is something created. So he responded to them, Is the Qur'an from the creation or from the command? From Allah's creation or from His command? So they responded, the Qur'an is from His command. He said, Al-Amr غير المخلوق the command is other. It's something different to the creation. Allah made a difference between this and between the creation. So He made the creation one thing and His command something else. Sheikh Farzan said, 
the command is his speech and as for the creation then it is his bringing, bringing into existence and making something there is a difference between them then Shaykh Fawzan mentioned the moves on towards the end he said Tabarakallah the word Tabarakallah means tremendously great is the one whose actions are these I mean the actions that have just been mentioned in the ayah tremendously great is the one whose actions are these he the perfect and most high and whose ability is such and these are the things which he has created he the exalted and most high and there's a very quick side point Sheikh Zayd al-Madkhali mentioned in his explanation explaining the, the meaning of Tabarakallah he said meaning he is pure tanazzaha wa ta'adhama wa kathura khayruhu wa barakatuh he said Tabarakallah means he is pure and he is tremendously great and he is abundant in good and blessing then Sheikh Fawzan said and, and Tabarak is a verb which is used specifically for him he the perfect so it cannot be applied to anyone besides him and it can't be said about anyone else Tabarak only about Allah and Al-Baraka blessing is Kathratul Khair wa Nama'uhu Al-Baraka blessing it means abundance of good and its increase and the Baraka the blessings which come from Allah the Majestic and Most High do not end as for a created being then it cannot be said to him Tabarak cannot be said about him Tabarak rather it can be said to him Mubarak meaning Barakallahu fihi it can be said to a person meaning may you be blessed may you receive blessing meaning may Allah put blessing into you into him and make him Mubarak make him blessed and all Baraka all blessing is from Allah the perfect and most high and the last part of the ayah Rabbul Alameen the Lord of the whole creation Sheikh Fazan said just as preceded this is already explained in a lesson just not too long ago just as has preceded so this ayah contains affirmation of a tawheed tawheed of lordship a rububiyyah and tawheed al-uluhiyyah Tawheed of Allah's Lordship and Tawheed of Allah's right to worship as has preceded. And as the point of the Shaykh Fawzan mentioned before and the, one of, the first one necessitates the second. The fact that Allah is the sole creator, the sole Lord necessitates Tawheed al-Uluhiyah that he is the only one that we worship. We don't worship anyone else besides him because no one else has a share of rubbi of Lordship.